Good to see you today. It's a beautiful day outside and a beautiful day here to be able to worship together the God of heaven and earth who has blessed us with life and all the things that sustain it and especially blessed us with His Son Jesus to give us spiritual life out of the death of sin. And for Christians, that's the most blessed uh, assurance, the most blessed uh, uh, treasure that we have as we live with a living hope of heaven. And as we have sung of uh, such things uh, this morning in the memories uh, that collect in our minds of the things of God and the things of uh, gone by, that we particularly look forward to the anticipation of eternal life with God forevermore and with His people, praising Him throughout the ages. And so it is to be able to come before His presence in this hour to worship together that we get a taste of that. And so uh, we, we look forward and are thankful for this opportunity to continue our study now in God's Word as we have praised Him in song and prayed and remembered our Savior's death and thankfully given of those things that God has provided us in this life. We welcome our visitors. We're thankful that you're with us and uh, grateful that you've, you are among us. Uh, I met the uh, Harrisons about a year and a half ago in uh, Texas. It's good to see them again. And uh, pray that their blessings and uh, safety as they travel back home uh, later uh, tonight. Uh, Brother Brett Hoagland and the brethren at the Southside Church in Blue Springs, Missouri, send their greetings as Brother Brett will be here in less than two weeks to start our gospel meeting. And looking forward to that with him. And later in the meeting, uh, his wife Jennifer is going to uh, come and join him. And so uh, I, it'll be a blessing to be able to meet her uh, for you as it was for me uh, as well. And, and, uh, and uh, uh, the work went well for the week. We had a number of visitors uh, from the area. Uh, we're thankful that we were able to do that work together in that gospel meeting. They send their greetings and uh, hearty well wishes to everyone here. I want to spend our uh, time this morning and, and actually tonight too in a, in a kind of a two-part study about ears to hear. Now, before the gospel meeting, for my trip to the meeting, we, we studied about being good communicators. And, and I want to follow that up because when we think about communicating, I know that we especially think about conveying some message, about speaking some message, although we made the point about listening, these two lessons are going to call our attention to, to uh, having ears that hear, that is to listening and in that way improving ourselves uh, in, uh, in uh, the area of communication in every relationship and particularly this morning in our relationship with God. And tonight we're going to talk about some of the things that can prevent us from listening effectively and profitably, but, but the proverb that we chose to read, and I appreciate Tanner's reading of it for us, is a, is a plea to uh, obtain wisdom, to hear the words of the wise, to listen to wise words, and to, uh, and to apply our heart to that knowledge, to that information. Uh, because when we talk about ears to hear, it's about really tuning our hearts to, uh, to, to listening to what is said. Now, as that particular uh, passage goes on, it says the, the words of the wise are intended to help us trust in the Lord, to put our faith in Him in our lives, to do His will in our lives. Uh, the instruction that, that uh, Solomon was giving was intended to that reason. He says, I've written these excellent things and counsel 
and knowledge. We, 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 you know, we, we go to people to counsel us financially, and we go to people to counsel us in a relationship or counsel us about business or counsel us about education. We need to go to God's Word to counsel us about trusting Him and following Him in our lives. And if we fail to do that, then it could be that we're not listening. It could be one of the failures of that is, is our ears are not tuned to listening, to hearing. That is, our hearts are not where they ought to be. Because you see, when Jesus talked about, about ears to hear, He said, take heed how you hear. Now, there are a number of places where Jesus said, He that has an ear, let him hear. Matthew eleven fourteen and and uh, Matthew the the thirteenth um, uh, chapter Luke the eighth chapter a number of places uh, that he did that but in Luke eight as we we dive into this a little bit this morning he said therefore take heed how you hear now because he said therefore we need to go up before this a little bit in our text because it's important how we hear. Uh, and, and really what Jesus is talking about earlier and in this context is the parable of the sower and the seed. Now the seed is the Word of God, He tells us in verse 11. So above everything else, we need to be hearing the Word of God. But, and, and, and he, tells, he teaches the parable in verses 4-8 through 8 of Luke 8. And then at the conclusion of the parable, He says, He who has ears to hear, let him hear and then the, then the disciples asked him, well, what does this parable mean? Okay. Ears to hear are ears that want to know what it means. We want to understand. Well, he said that to you it's been given to know. You see, Jesus makes that point. To hear that he's talking about ears to hear means ears to know. Verse 10. But to have ears to know really what he's talking about is to have a heart that knows. You see, listening requires the right heart. I'm sorry, I'm going too far. Listening requires the right heart. And that's what the parable is about. Listening, hearing, knowing the Word of God. Not just hear it spoken, not just read the words, but grasping it understanding it with a heart that gives attention to it and follows it, believes it, respects it, and commits in faith to doing it. You see, the parable says there's some seed of... some. Sometimes the Word of God falls on hearts that are as hard as the path out there you walk on every day. Beaten down, it's not going to penetrate. That kind of heart does, is not... There's, there's no ears to hear in that kind of heart. Made up my mind, don't confuse me, don't say, it's just, this is the way it is. That's a hard heart. Word of God's not going to penetrate that. But sometimes there are, heart, there are ears that hear, there are hearts that receive the Word with joy, but there's no depth. It's shallow. And so when, when the, the persecution comes because of the Word, it, it shrivels up and dies. Then there's some hearts, he says, it will take the word with joy, receive it, but then the cares of this world and, and the desire for other things will choke it. And there'll be no fruit brought to maturity. We'll take a little bit of God's word when it suits us, but not too much. Not this total commitment, not this all in aspect. No, I'll decide how much of the Bible I want and how much of being a Christian I want and how faithful I choose to be. 
It'll be up to me. You see, that's not how we have ears to hear. That's not how we have a heart that's open to God speaking to us. But then the good ground is like the heart that receives the Word, holds it fast, and bears fruit. That is, it responds to the Word. It, it receives it, it hears it, understands it, and it does it. Now, that's ears to hear. So when we talk about he that has ears to hear, when Jesus said he that has ears to hear, he's talking about ears that will accept his word. Understand, you know, there's people who understand it that don't do it. Ears to hear is more than understanding it, it's following it. Now here's the key God has spoken to us, but do we have ears to hear? God's not speaking to us differently than he speaks to anybody else. God's not speaking to you today by some feeling you have or some experience you've had in your life. That's not how God speaks to me and you. He speaks to us through His Son Jesus Christ, through the Word that Jesus gave His apostles. God spoke in times past, Hebrews 1 says, and in verse 1, He spoke to the fathers in times past in various times and ways by the prophets. So God used prophets to speak to people in the past, but He says that these last days, or in these last days, He's spoken to us by His Son. Now, how does Jesus speak to you today? Well, by the Gospel that is preached. We learn Christ when we hear His Gospel, Ephesians 4, 21 and 21. When we hear the Gospel of Jesus Christ, we're hearing Jesus. We're hearing the Holy Spirit. We're hearing the Father who sent the Son and the Spirit as Jesus sent His apostles. So, to hear God, to have ears to listen to God, to have a heart to receive the Word of God, it's about listening to his word, his scriptures, to give attention to it. Go with me to a few passages in, in the Old Testament. Ecclesiastes 5 and verse 1 says, Walk prudently when you go to the house of God. Draw near to hear rather than to give the sacrifice of fools, for they do not know that they do evil. Go to God's house. Of course, Solomon's the one who built the temple in Jerusalem. Concept, go, go to the house of God. But he says, draw near to hear. To listen and give attention and to follow His will. Now look, look at the, the... Here's the person who brings his sacrifices, but he's not attuned to the will of God, to the Word of God. He's not attuned to listening to God's Word spoken by the prophets in that day and spoken by the Son in this day. And he offers his sacrifices. Solomon says that person's a fool. They don't know they're doing evil. That's evil to do that. To bring your sacrifice to God and yet not have a heart that is attentive and responsive to... to, to God's will in our life. In Proverbs 20 and verse 12, there's just a simple fact of the matter. It says, the hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord has made them both. He gave us our ears. He gave us our eyes. He expects us to use them to receive His message, His Word. And so in Matthew 13, when Jesus is explaining why He taught using parables, he said, because you see, the parables really expose the kind of heart 
that one has toward the Word. He says, he that has an ear to hear, let him hear. And then he went on to, to explain there's some who seeing the, hearing they do not understand. In verse 14. Why is that? Because the heart of this people had grown dull. And their ears they have hardened or hard of hearing. So if my ear's not hearing, it's because my heart's hard. My heart. i got a heart problem. Now I wear hearing aids. You guys know that. Because it improves being able to hear the sounds around me. But like anyone else, I still have to listen. Like you. We all have to listen to comprehend, to learn how to be listeners that then do God's will, what we hear. You know, we learn that as children. We learn that as we grow up in schools and we're taught. We go to work at a job. We have to listen to our employer so we can follow the instructions and, and work properly, do the job correctly. Every part of life is about listening in some way. That communication aspect. I understand there are some who are deaf, who cannot hear, but there's, but they still communicate. They receive the message. See, that's the idea, receiving the message. And use and following. In fact, look at it in Exodus fifteen twenty six, just to illustrate the. Like, this has always been what God's wanted of His people when He brought Israel out of Egypt. He said, "If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in His sight, give ear to His commandments and keep all His statutes, I'll put none of the diseases on you that I brought on the Egyptians, for I'm the Lord who heals you." Now. He said, heed the voice of God, do what's right, give ear to His commandments and keep them. So an ear to hear is an ear to do. An ear to obey what God says. Later in Deuteronomy, 40 years later, as they're about to go into the land of promise, in the fourth chapter of Deuteronomy, it says, God, uh, Moses speaks to Israel on God's behalf. It says, you shall not add to the word which I command you, nor take from it, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you. When God commands, we're to listen and we're to do it. We're not to add to it and we're not to take from it. We are to live according to it. Jesus taught the principle when He said in Matthew seven twenty four, 24, that uh, whoever hears these words of mine and does them, he says, I'll liken him to a wise man who built his, house, built his house on the rock. And you know what happened? The rains descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. What rock? The rock of hearing and doing the will of God, the Word of Jesus. Build your house on the rock, he says. The wise man builds on the rock because the wise person listens to the words of Jesus and does them. Ears to hear, ears to accept. Ears to obey what God says. Now, whether that is true of our relationship with God, it's true of our relationship with our husband or our wife, it's true of our relationship with our brethren in the church, it's true in our relationship at work as an employer or an employee, at school with a teacher and a student, in every single relationship. We have to listen to understand. And when we are under the authority of another, we listen to obey. We listen so that there is effective understanding and then response 
whatever that particular relationship is and the response is called for in that matter. Husband, one of the single most uh, biggest problems in marriage is communication. One of the things that causes marriages to fail as much as anything is communication. When there's a problem in a marriage, it can usually be linked back in some form or fashion to some uh, to, to communicating, to listening and speaking properly and correctly. And, and, and if, if that's the case, then that's where the, address, the, the work needs to be done is communication. So that we have ears to hear. Hearts that, un- that work on understanding and conveying the messages that need to be received and conveyed to work together in that marriage. And it's true in a church. He said, He that has an ear, we had it on our chart in Revelation 2.7. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Revelation 2.7. An ear to hear what the Spirit of God says, what the Word of God says. It means we have a heart that is the good ground that receives the Word and holds it fast with patience and bears, or bears fruit with patience. It continues with that. It's responsive and growing as a result of that. We'll talk about three areas here in the, the rest of our study then. If we, we recognize that we need to listen to God's Word. We've got to listen to God when He speaks. We've got to have hearts that listen. To not just know it, but live it. To do it. We'll make three applications here. And one of them we kind of already made, but that is we have to have ears that listen to God by listening to His Word. As we said before, some people want to listen to everything else but God's Word. Listen to what they feel, what they think, what they surmise, what they've experienced, and let that be enough to be God's Word in the matter, God's will in the matter. Well, it, it, of course it is not. It never will be that. And, and if we have ears to hear, we're going to distinguish between the two. We're going to know the difference and, and recognize that difference and not give in to the temptation that because we feel good about something, then that must be the will of God. Because that's not listening to God. In Luke 21 and verse 34, uh, 38, It says about Jesus nearing the end of His life, He was in the temple teaching daily, and it says, early in the morning all the people came to Him in the temple to hear Him. Now it is curious, I know they came to hear Him, and and later in the week they're all saying, crucify Him. We can be here this morning and listen to Jesus, and if we're not careful three days later, we can be saying, I don't care what it says, this is what I want. This is what I'm going to do. We're not so much different than those people, if we'll be honest with ourselves. We need to be careful and be different than those people who heard Jesus one day and a few days later said, Crucify Him! Kill Him! Ears to listen to God's Word. is they, Early in the morning, they, they were eager to listen. Unfortunately, most of uh, a lot of them weren't eager to, fo- eager to follow it. Now, some eventually did. Three thousand in one day in Acts, the second chapter, they were converted. They changed their hearts. They changed their lives. They became Christians because they listened to the Word of God and, and they allowed it to convict their hearts in Acts two. And then they received that Word and and obeyed it and were saved from their sin. You see, that's. The goal, that's the objective of why why do we study the Bible? Why do we have Bible classes? Is to read it and learn it so we can live it, so we can obey God in faith. 
So we can have the faith we need to have in our lives when we face the decisions and choices every day to follow Jesus or follow ourselves, to follow the Scriptures or to follow human wisdom and the lust of the world and what we want and what we feel is most beneficial for us instead of listening to God for Him to tell us what's best for us and to commit ourselves to that. In Romans 10, see this in verses 16 and 17, when it says, "...they have not all obeyed the gospel." For Isaiah said, "...Lord, who has believed our report?" So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. You see, the problem was when they didn't believe, they didn't obey. And because they didn't obey, it was evidence they didn't believe. They didn't believe the Gospel. They were not obeying it. Do you believe the Gospel this morning? That's a fundamental question that it seems like uh, shouldn't even need to be asked. But we ought to ask ourselves that question. Do I believe the Gospel? Or do I only believe it when it fits into what I want in my life and for my life? There's a big difference. One is not ears to listen to the Gospel, and the other is. Ears to hear are ears that will absorb truth and let it bear its fruit in our lives. Listening to God. Ears to hear. In Isaiah, the 51st chapter. Look at that verse with me for a moment. This is prophetic of Zion. It's prophetic of the kingdom of the church today. So we ought to give some attention to this since we're members of His kingdom. This is what was said prophetically of citizens of the kingdom. It says... Listen to me, you who follow after righteousness, you who seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were hewn and from the hole of the pit from which you were dug. So, so God's people are called upon to listen to Him. To have ears that are open. And why is that? Because you're following after righteousness. Now, our faith is counted to us for righteousness in Romans the fourth chapter. We're going to be upright before God. So we have to listen to God. And how you do that? Listen to the Word of God. And where is that? That's in the Scriptures. To follow righteousness. What does it mean to seek first the righteousness of God? That means to listen to God and follow His Word. To follow the righteousness He reveals according to faith. I'm not seeking righteousness if I'm not listening to the Word of God. I'm seeking something else. And I'm not having ears to hear. Look at verse 4. Listen to me, O my people, and give ear to me, O my nation. For law will proceed from me, and I will make my justice rest as a light of the peoples. So listening to God will lead us in the path of justice. Lead us according to God's law, God's precepts. And then in verse 7, Listen to me, you who know righteousness, you people in whose heart is my law. Do not fear the reproach of men, nor be afraid of their insults. Note now, to know righteousness is to fear, I'm sorry, is to have God's law in our heart. So he says, Listen to me, you people in whose heart is my law. When God's law is in our heart, it's because we're listening to Him and writing it on our heart and letting it bear the fruit in our life. We're following it. We understand it, but then we're committing ourselves to follow it. To do it. That's when we become good listeners. When we have ears 
to hear when we have hearts to receive the Word. So, go back to Luke 19 with me now and see that it's about being careful, attentive listeners to the Word of God. If we're going to have ears to hear, if we're going to be good listeners and therefore good, com- good communicators to bring our prayers before God, to effectively praise Him in song. Yeah, we communicate with God in song. We praise His name. That's a communication in, in worship. If we're going to be good worshipers, good prayers, if we're going to be good students and teachers of God's Word, we have to be careful listeners to the Word of God. In Luke 19, verses 47 and 48, look what the verse says. It says, He was teaching daily in the temple. Here's what He's teaching in His Scripture just, just the same right now. Jesus is teaching right here. He was teaching daily in the, in the temple. But the chief priests and the scribes and the leaders of the people sought to destroy Him. Some of them didn't like His teaching. We already know that. And Brother Steve brought our attention to that at the table this morning. And, and no, but they were unable to do anything for all the people who were very attentive to hear Him. They were, they were listening carefully to Him. Now, we've already spoken to that point. We've got we to gotta combine listening carefully with then doing faithfully right? to have an ear that hears. Ears that hear. The good ground that receives the Word of God holds it fast and bears fruit. We've got to have ears to listen to God's Word. Brother, we need, and friends, we need ears to listen to the reproof of our sin. When we, when we sin, we've got to have ears, that is hearts, that will listen to the reproof, receive the reproof, and, and repent of the sin. When Peter preached to those same people who were listening carefully to Jesus' words in the temple and then later cried out, crucify Him, and Peter, he, he began his sermon in Acts 2 and 22 by saying, men of Israel, hear these words. And he rebuked them. He exposed, he reproved their sin. He said, you have murdered the Christ, the Son of the living God, who is at the right hand of God now. And about 3,000 of them were cut to the heart. Now they had ears to hear. And they received the reproof of their sin and repented and were baptized that day and were saved from their sin. So you see, we need ears to... In the same way, we need ears to listen when our sin is reproved by the Word of God. Because listening to the Word of God, that's where the reproof comes from. 2 Timothy 3, inspired Scripture is for reproof and correction and instruction in righteousness. Preach the Word, be urgent in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. The reproof comes ultimately from God's Word. So Luke 17.3, if your brother sins, rebuke him. How do you do that? You take the Word of God and say, brother, here's the Word of God. You've sinned. Repent. And he says when he repents, forgive him. We've got to hear the reproof. Look at some Proverbs. Proverbs 15.31 and 32. The ear that hears the rebukes of life will abide among the wise. He who disdains instruction despises his own soul. But he who heeds rebuke gets understanding. Now, if you want life, if you want wisdom, if you want understanding, then hear rebukes that are tended to bring us life. 
receive the, the instruction that is intended to keep us from sin, to rebuke us, and to keep and help us do the will of God. Ears to hear. Jesus rebuked sin often as He taught. But His goal was to save the sinner, to help them see that they needed to repent and reform their life to the will of God. Look for example, Proverbs 10 and verse 17. If we're going to have ears to hear the reproof of our sin, then here's, here's a reason why. He who keeps instruction is in the way of life. And he who refuses correction goes astray. I want to be in the way of life, so I will receive the correction that comes from God's Word. We need to have ears to hear because we want to be in the way of life, the narrow way that leads to life, Jesus talked about. So that I, instead of having an ear that I'm going to listen and I'm going to defend and I'm going to deflect and I'm going to do other things that are not intended to yield and to repent to the Word of God, before the Word of God, I'm not going to act that way. When God's Word speaks, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to listen to it. We're going to receive it into our heart. We're going to yield to the Word of God because we want to be in the way of life. That's what believing and obeying the Gospel is all about. In fact, Proverbs 12, 1 says, whoever loves instruction loves knowledge, but he who hates correction is stupid. Now, the idea is brutish. He's a brute. You hate to be corrected. No. Truth will correct us. It will reprove. The idea of reprove is to put to the test, to test us with God's truth, and to and then to correct us, to show our sin, but then to show us the way to correct us, to correct the matter. So we don't want to be brutish. We don't want to be foolish. We don't want to be stupid. We want to be wise. So to be wise rather than stubborn, he says. We got to listen. We got to receive the the counsel of truth. Proverbs seventeen ten says, "Rebuke is more effective for a wise man than a hundred blows on a fool." He says, "You you can beat the fool, and he'll never he won't get any wiser." But he says, "If you'll rebuke the wise person, it'll accomplish its result. Its intended result. The rebuke is intended to bring about correction. When David was rebuked, he corrected." And God forgave him. You see, we need to have ears open to the reproof of our sin to avoid spiritual death. Proverbs 15 and verse 10 says, Harsh discipline is for him who forsakes the way, and he who hates correction will die. You hate correction, you're ultimately going to die in sin. Because God's Word is to correct us. It teaches us our sin, but it saves us from it in the Savior. But if we hate that, and we resist the discipline that it gives us, then the result's going to be death, spiritual death. The wages of sin is death. To avoid that, we've got to accept, we've got to have ears that will listen to the reproof of our sin so we can correct it, we can repent and walk in the way of life. And thirdly, we need ears that will listen to wise counsel. In Proverbs 8, Proverbs 8, verses 32-36, this is wisdom speaking in this text. Verse 12, and all the way back to chapter 8, verse 1. 
Wisdom is speaking when it says, Now therefore listen to me, my children, for blessed are those who keep my ways, hear instruction and be wise, and do not disdain it. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors, and whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who sins against me wrongs his own soul, and all those who hate me love death. So he says, Come along and listen to wisdom. Receive wise counsel. He says to do that, uh, you will have blessing. Uh, He says, watch at the gate daily. That is, watch for me. Learn from wisdom every day. Now again, the wisdom we're describing here is the wisdom that's the companion of God in the fear of the Lord. Chapter 8, 12 and 13, I, wisdom, dwell with prudence and find out knowledge and discretion. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverse mouth I hate. So the wisdom we're talking about is the wisdom from above. John, James 3, 13-18. Not the wisdom of the world. The wisdom that's from God. He says you listen to that and things will be well with you. Chapter 2, Proverbs 1 and 2. My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding, And he goes on from there. To seek her and search her out, you'll understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God, verse 5 says. So, is is our heart tend to listening to wise counsel? Who is our counselor? Who do we go to for counsel? Who do we go to for advice? Who do we go to for input? Do we go for to, to someone who's gonna gonna hear what we want heard, what we want to hear, because really we've already made up our mind? Or do we go to God's word and let it be our counselor? And 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 go to those who will also allow God's word to be the counselor in the matters. In Proverbs 18:15, for example, it says, The heart of the prudent acquires knowledge, and and the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. So so the the prudent, the wise one, is the one who is seeking for, for the counsel, for the guidance that comes uh, from God. In Proverbs 19 and verse 20, listen to counsel and receive instruction that you may be wise in your latter days. So we want the counsel that's going to help us. So, so who, are we able to receive the counsel that comes from God? You know... Are we, is our heart open? Are our ears open? Are we listening to the counsel, the advice, the instruction, the wisdom that God has revealed? Look at the Proverb 29.1. It says, He who is often rebuked and hardens his neck will suddenly be destroyed and that without remedy. Kind of sounds like the, the wayward soil, you know, the wayside soil. That, that the birds pick the seed off the Word of God, it doesn't penetrate. The hard neck, hardened neck, stiff neck. Sudden destruction is going to come when we reject the wisdom of wise rebuke. So, we need to take counsel from those who wisely point us to God. Is the Bible your counselor? Faithful brethren in the, in the Lord? Those are the ones you turn to? Parents? Siblings who have faith in God? Who is it that... Uh, do we turn to those who point us to God and point us to His Word, point us to His will? Proverbs 24 and 6 says that uh, uh, it's important to have 
such counselors. Why, by wise counsel, you will wage your own war. And in a multitude of counselors, there's safety. He said, by your, uh, there may be a, a war you need to wage, but it needs to be by wisdom, wise counsel. Counsel that turns us to God, to His Word, to His truth. In the multitude of counselors, there's safety. In other words, the best counselors are not always the counselors that tell us what we want to hear, but they tell us what we need to hear. They tell us what's going to help us be right with God. Lest we forget, Jesus prophetically, it says He will be called Counselor. Counselor. He is the guide. He is the one that determines the way of life. He's the one we go to above all else. In John the 6th chapter and 67, Jesus said, Would you also go away when some turned away and walked no more, followed Him no more? Simon Peter answered Him saying, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Also, we have come to believe and know that You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Well, how did they come to believe and know that He was the Christ? Because they had ears to hear the words He spoke and to understand that the words He spoke were eternal life. And so Peter said, we're not going to turn back. Now, there was one that was a devil, Judas. He, wasn't here, he didn't have ears to hear. And so he rejected that word and sinned against the Master. But you see, with ears to hear Jesus, we have ears that will accept wise counsel, counsel of truth, the words of eternal life. Rather than we have to have ears to hear. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. An open heart to hear God's Word. A heart that will listen to truth and examine it. The Scriptures. And it will correct ourselves in that truth. Ears that will listen to hearts that will receive reproof based on that truth. Wise counsel that comes from that truth so that we can be saved. Because you see... If we don't have ears to hear and receive His Word, then we won't understand and we will not be saved. We will be lost. Let's close with Matthew 13, this part of our study this morning. Jesus said, Therefore, I speak to them in parables. Now, not because parables couldn't be understood, but because their hearts weren't right. He said, Because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, Hearing you will not hear, and shall not understand. Seeing you will see, and not perceive, for the hearts of this people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing, their eyes they've closed, lest they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and lest they should understand with their hearts, and turn, that I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear." So, we have a choice. We can be blessed by having a heart that will hear and understand, receive truth, and follow it, obey it, bear fruit by repenting of our sins, by becoming a Christian, if that's your need, in repentance, confessing faith, and being baptized to be saved from your past sins, to become a Christian. Or as a disciple of Jesus, to be careful to have an ear that is open to truth, and that we'll receive it and obey it. And if that calls upon me to confess sin and repent of it, then we must do that because we have ears to hear, to conform ourselves to God's will. 
uh, and to be not just hearers that don't do, but hearers that will receive and obey His truth. He that has the ears to hear, let him hear. Tonight, Lord willing, we'll keep continue the study. We'll talk about some things that can keep us from listening like we should. Not just to God, but broaden that out more uh, to the relationships of our lives as we live in them as we live here as Christians on this earth. So, hope you come back and join us in that study this evening. But if you need to become a Christian, we encourage you to use this time now to repent, to hear God speaking. God is speaking to you. He's speaking in His truth, in His Word. He says to repent of your heart and sin against Me. Change your heart. Put the sin away. Confess that Jesus is the Son of God. Be baptized and be saved. Or correct sin. Confess it and repent of it as a child of God. He'll forgive you. He'll, he'll cleanse you by the blood of His Son. We want to help you accomplish that. We urge you to come while we stand and sing.